0: I'm J.L. Fields, the host of the weekly radio program, Easy Vegan. I need you. I need monthly supporters to help me continue to bring vegan messages to airwaves and to podcatchers everywhere. When you support me on a monthly basis, for as little as a dollar. You could get anything from a weekly email from me to an entire meal plan for you, maybe even an online cooking lesson. Go to easyveganradio.com to learn more.
1: Welcome to Easy
0: Vegan. I'm your host, J.L. Fields. This is episode 134. If you want to get caught up on lots of other episodes, like, you know, 133, go to easyveganradio.com. Welcome to my Colorado Springs listeners. This show is produced in Colorado Springs, part of the Studio 809 Collaborative, and a big hearty hello to my friends listening in Janesville, Wisconsin, where you can tune in on 103.5 LPFM and all of you who are listening uh, via your favorite podcast listener. I'm so happy you're here. I'm really thrilled about today's topic. Last week, we had Carol Adams talking with us about sort of uh, what's been happening in the AR movement, animal rights movement, vegan movement, the Me Too movement. Uh, You know, she's been watching so much of this over the. uh, what, 25 years ago, uh, over 25 years ago when she wrote The Sexual Politics of Meat. It was really great to talk with her about where things are and how much more we need to do. And I think today's guest and topic is just perfect follow-up because we are talking today with Liz D, who is the founder of a new movement called Vegan Lady Boss. Men, please don't turn the dial. I think it's important for men to hear why something like Vegan Lady Boss needs to exist. And women and people who identify as female, if you are vegan, congratulations, you are a Vegan Lady Boss. Liz going to explain more right now. Liz D is co-president of Smarties Candy Company, makers of iconic Smarties candy rolls. She is CEO of Belen & Bjorn Capital, a venture capital fund that invests in businesses creating solutions to outdated animal products, and founder of Vegan Lady Boss, a global community of organized, connected, and empowered vegan women. Liz lives in New York City with her husband, Nick Guerin, and their rescue dog, Sandy, who's just about the cutest dog you've ever seen. Welcome back to the show, Liz.
1: Hi, JL. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm delighted to be here.
0: I'm so happy you're here. We have a lot to talk about. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> we always do. Uh, but one thing you were, you've been on the show before. It was actually, I think. Shortly after Berlin and Bjorn Capital launched and you were talking about, you know, sort of your role as a corporate disruptor and as a vegan activist, which was super exciting and I hope people will go back and um, listen to that episode, but I know that I've picked up a few new listeners along the way and I think that your going vegan story is pretty remarkable and I'm wondering if you'd be willing to share it again.
1: Sure, absolutely. Yes. I'm happy to be back on the show and very glad to share my Going Vegan story again. And hello to new listeners and hello to old listeners. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you already know this already. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, I was working at Smarties Candy Company in 2011 and it was just a regular day. I came into the office and began doing research on Smarties, really to write about the fact that Smarties were vegan. And the only thing I really knew about veganism at the time were my prejudices against it, that veganism seemed extreme and I didn't really understand why anyone would go vegan. But I knew that I had to know enough about it to write about the fact that Smarties were vegan. So I went online, and I basically just Googled, why do people go vegan? And I uncovered all this information, and I uncovered some videos. I saw how we raise and slaughter animals for food uh, in our food system, and I was really shocked. You know, I knew that meat came from animals, but aside from that, I didn't really understand the processes in place, and I certainly didn't come to terms with all the cruelty, suffering, and horrific acts that we do as regular day-to-day course of business in factory farms. So once I saw that, I changed everything. I actually went vegan that day. I gave away my lunch and uh, never looked back.
0: (laughs) You know, it's so incredible. I tell your story when people say, you know, I know some people say that they're kind of on a journey, and I guess I'm on one too, because I just don't see how people could just – just do it immediately. And I say to them, me neither. I didn't either, but I know someone who mm. did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter how you get here, as long as you get here. Well, right? exactly. <laughs> but
0: you really dove just headfirst, though, after that. I mean, so you went vegan, and, and you and I actually got to know each other because we both joined, I think, fairly, about the same time, we both joined the board of directors for our hen house, yeah. And that was when I realized that you were, you know, in in on, I guess the grand scheme of things, a kind of a baby vegan, kind of like me. I mean, I've been I've been vegan for eight years. Um, some people think I've been vegan longer because because I like, you know, everywhere <laughs> on the social media stuff. But you really I mean, you dove in as a bu- businesswoman as you're now co-president of smarties and you wear that veganism it's not you're not a part-time vegan and and I don't mean that in the sense of like you're sometimes you're vegan or not I mean but it's everywhere for you it's there's no mm-hmm. there's no off switch
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I like to think of myself as a mere baby. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, or at least I was then. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's integrated into my life and my lifestyle. And of course, it's a big part of what I do outside of my work at Smarties. And it's very meaningful to me.
0: And if I recall correctly, didn't you and Nick for your wedding, I, I feel like you used your wedding as a fundraiser
1: for an, a vegan <laughs> organization, didn't you? Was it Mercy for Animals? We tried, that's for sure. And that could be a whole other radio show, JL, about our vegan wedding, yes. We uh, asked in lieu of of gifts to uh, have people donate to either Mercy for Animals, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, or our hen house. So um, we could get into that a lot further uh, in terms of how we integrated veganism into our wedding and also animal advocacy. We gave a copy of uh, Forks Over Knives, a copy of the DVD in every uh, goodie bag, uh, for attendees. I don't know how many people watched it, but um, we tried. And of course, we served vegan food at all of our wedding events. And there were, I think, four meals that we served for many, many people, all vegan. So yeah, we did our best to to bring people into the fold.
0: Well, I love that. And and there actually really is a point to this that is, is connected to our topic mm-hmm. today, which is I think that um, sometimes I think people feel like they have to pick and choose when they can be that vegan, right? You know, and so mm-hmm. um, some people, like, they'll people will ask me, like, gosh, do I need, should I start my own business too? And, and it's like, you know, we can't all be doing vegan businesses, right? Because we need to meet people mm-hmm. where they are. But it's the little things or the big things, like when it's a wedding or when you're going on vacation with friends or when you're starting a capital investment company and and that you can wear it all the time. And the reason that I had brought that up about your wedding, which I think is phenomenal and it's an example of how you... and Nick really have integrated your veganism, it it really is a part of every sort of breathing thing that you do, led to something pretty remarkable that started, um, I guess, over a year and a half ago now, which is Vegan Lady Boss.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) So tell, so why don't you explain to the listeners what Vegan Lady Boss is and and how it came about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So in November of 2016, I started Vegan Lady Boss. I invited five friends over to my apartment, and I wanted to create something that would connect and empower vegan women. So there were a lot of groups out there and and resources to connect with other vegans, both socially um, and professionally, but nothing quite like this, that honed in on uh, vegan women and their issues and their accomplishments professionally and in animal advocacy. So I really wanted something that would, tick both of those boxes, and it didn't exist. Uh, So I created it in part because that's something that I wanted in my life, and it turned out that a lot of other people wanted that in their lives, too, Um, given our recent explosive growth. Mm -hmm. uh, It's become readily apparent that that's the case. So I created this structure, and really what it is is a meeting structure that brings vegan women together and it's replicable. So after about a year of fine tuning it in New York city, we created the organizer starter kit so that any woman anywhere, anytime can have her own vegan lady boss meeting. So people can go to veganladyboss.com and both see places where they can attend meetings that are already in place with other organizers, or they can reach out to us and say, Hey, I want to be an organizer in my hometown and you know, get me set up and we will set, you up, whoever whoever's interested, with everything they need to get started. And you know this well, JL, because you were one of our very first organizers. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> well, I I love this concept. As soon as I heard about I think someone added it to me. Someone added me to the New York City one because I'm in New York enough, I guess, that people thought maybe I could... Um, get something out of it. And so I watched it grow, uh, in the Facebook group where, you know, first one meeting and then another, and it was so exciting. So when you and I got to see each other at the end of last year and you told me you were thinking about it, I just felt like it it was I just, everything about it was a yes. And, and I think it's because, uh, I mean, for me, it was a couple of things, Liz, it was, we were in the midst of this whole me too thing that was happening Mm -hmm. in in the world, and in Mm -hmm. our vegan movement. And um, I think that women were craving a place to be strong and bold and unapologetic. And, and, and I so I think that the timing was, it was kind of amazing. Um, Mm. Is one thing. And then, you know, I live in a small city. So I'm, it's definitely a city. Somebody recently referred to Colorado Springs as a suburb. You're wrong. We're a city. <laughs> um, we're actually 400,000, or when you look at the sprawl, 600,000. But compared to New York City, that's very small. And, and so when you are doing vegan things, sometimes you can feel a little isolated. But I, I say that hesitantly because our vegan community has really, really grown. But, what I felt like I I hadn't found this combo of something that was sort of a women's business networking opportunity that completely connected to my moral compass and to my ethics. And I feel like that's what Vegan Lady Boss really provided. So I, 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 I love that you said you put something together that you craved. Because isn't that usually what it ends up being successful i mean like lots of people are like "Ooh, get rich scheme i'm going to put something together because i think it will make me rich or it'll do this or that yes. and those just aren't the, the the things that succeed as much as something that was truly driven by passion
1: yeah i think you're right i think that when people create products or services they need to understand who their consumer is going to be and what problems they're solving and if they are the consumer with the problem that they're trying to solve all the better
0: yeah Absolutely.
1: I love. And I'd like to... Oh, yeah, so yeah. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, well, you were talking about, uh, well, Colorado Springs, and the whole state of Colorado is, I'll just say for the record, punching above its weight in terms of participation in Vegan Lady Boss. <laughs> and I think that has a lot to do with your involvement, JL, because you are just an absolute dynamo. Our largest uh, Facebook groups right now are New York City, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Colorado and Singapore, interestingly enough. Wow. Um, so, yeah, but we have over 20 groups uh, worldwide organizing and thousands of individuals participating right now. That's uh, incredible. We
0: well, you know, and I'll tell you, I really did have a strategy. Well, you and I talked a, a little bit about this after yeah. I started. I did have a strategy because the thing about Colorado, and especially with Colorado vegans, I think sometimes we think that there aren't a lot of us. Now, we know that there are more of us than we realize, but sort of visible and and wanting to meet. And so I wanted to start a chapter in Colorado Springs, but I also felt like, um, you know, Denver is a bigger city, Boulder isn't bigger but people kind of think of it more as sort of a vegan haven although I am proud to say that Colorado Springs has more vegan restaurants than Denver does and Colorado Springs now has more vegan restaurants than Boulder wow. does but anyway wow. um, but so, so the way I started it actually was as a state chapter and it was really organizing on Facebook and it was because I knew a lot of vegan women in Denver in Boulder in the towns in between here and there and thought let's just start pulling everybody into the statewide Facebook group so that they know that this is an opportunity for a movement and let's see if there is any interest and i would say within a week we had over a hundred members for for the state and we did meet a couple times we met in colorado springs Then we met in Boulder, and then we met in Denver. And after those three meetings happened, people from the other cities said, I'll take this up in my town, which is what I had hoped would happen, because it was going to be very hard for me to try to organize in other cities. And um, so I'm just saying that for people, like I'm thinking of my friend Bonnie Goodman. Hello, Bonnie, if you're listening in Montana. Montana could actually be a really viable, you need to meet Bonnie Goodman, Liz. You guys, oh my gosh, you would like each other so much. Bonnie, get in touch. Get in touch with Liz. Montana, would, <laughs> I think, would be another perfect example of maybe starting off with just a statewide Facebook group and then I'll invite your friends that you know that are in Helena, that are in Bozeman, that are in Livingston. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then when people see how it works, they're like, oh, okay, we can have three people at my house in Helena this year or this meeting. Um, so I, th- I love the flexibility, I guess, is is my very long way of saying that you've given flexibility for us to, like what works in New York isn't going to work necessarily in Utah. Or um, Illinois, or Colorado, or maybe it will work perfectly, or maybe there's something in between. And 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 what you've right. given is the flexibility of how it works, but what you've also given is clarity on why and that is one of that that's what I was going to say earlier is that I think the other reason I'm really drawn to it and I love saying this at the beginning of every monthly vegan lady boss meeting here in Colorado Springs we are here for two reasons we are here for professional advancement and we are here to better our animal advocacy and I love that we get to claim both of those things and that they're not mutually exclusive
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's, um, that, that's what brings a lot of people to the group. You know, the mission allows us to focus so that we can self-actualize in two areas of our lives that are incredibly important to us. It's really important that we grow and that we're empowered and that we succeed in our careers. And it's really important that we grow and are empowered and succeed in our animal advocacy. So coming together with those shared goals is so powerful. And we've seen it time and time again. People walk away from these meetings equipped with information and connections that they didn't have when they walked in. And um, I just wanted to speak to the, the genesis um, as a reaction to speciesism. And a reaction to living in a patriarchal world and bringing vegan women together into a safe space where they're so connected ethically and, of course, connected as their experience as women um, can only make magic. And that's what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And you, the organizer kit is really amazing. So those of you who are listening right now, future vegan lady bosses, well, actually, you already are vegan lady bosses. You're just maybe not meeting, um, in a structured way right now. I do love that in, in the organizer's kit, you give examples and I really try to, um, you know, kind of go back and forth on the discussion topic. So, you know, the last, um, the last meeting that we had was about our social media toolkit. Like, how do we, or your, or a promotion toolkit? How, how do we? Oh, Love that. It was really great. I mean, we got such great tips from one another. And you're, it's always amazing when you feel like you've known someone from a long time and then she starts talking about something. You're like, I didn't know you knew all this stuff. This is amazing. And you're writing notes and it's incredible. Um, our next topic in Colorado Springs is going to be about our own worth. Um, are we getting paired, uh, paid fairly for the work that we do? Because I think as women, sometimes we're grateful for the work or we don't want to, you know, we, we're just like, oh, I'm just so happy to be here. And I think it's so important for us as women to like hold each other up. And say we're worth it. But the other thing that we're doing is in July, and this again is a sort of a statewide thing, is we did decide as um, city chapters throughout Colorado now that we do want to get together as a statewide group twice a year so that we can meet other vegan lady bosses from other towns and cities. And so in July, our meeting is going to be at Love and Arms Animal Sanctuary. And oh my God. I know. And we'll take lots oh, of pictures. I yes, I oh, want you to. You that should. You should totally come. Um, and that one, what I'm excited about is one that we're going to be coming in from Boulder and Denver and Colorado Springs. And that um, our topic is going to be fostering a welcoming vegan community and how yeah. we can talk about our own strategies. Mm. And we didn't invent that. We got that from you guys and from the organizers kit. Um, and we're going to do it. A- been doing it in the context of animals that have been rescued and uh, oh. so we'll have our meeting structured meeting first and then uh, Shilpi Shah who is one of the co-founders of the sanctuary and she is a vegan lady boss and member will give us a tour and so I just think it's been such a great way for people to feel stronger in their veganism and to feel uh, proud of of the work that they're doing and that they can they can they can work on both things at the same time
1: yes Well, I think I'm going to have to take a page out of your book. Rachel McChrystal, listen up. I would like to bring a meeting to Woodstock Farm Sanctuary, please. Yes. Um, And, yeah, you know, we have members who come. They've never been to a meeting before, and they don't know any other vegans. Forget vegan women, any other vegans at all. And they come in, and they just look around with their eyes you know, wide in amazement that there are all these other people who share their values and beliefs who they didn't know before. And now they can walk away with friends exactly. um, and connections and supporting, supporting one another and staying connected to the optimism and positivity is so important as well. And that's part of why we share our going vegan stories in the meetings. Spoiler alert, it's part of the meeting. Yep. Um, briefly, so that we're reminded of the hope that is seated when you hear that anyone could go vegan, Pretty much anytime, any time and for any reason, and when you hear these going vegan stories, it's so incredibly opt- uh, seeds so many it it makes people so optimistic um. And it keeps us humble and reminds us that we weren't always vegan. I don't know about you, but I wasn't born vegan. Nope, well, I, I do know about you, actually, J.O. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't born vegan either. Nope.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. No, and I love that you ask us to, um, to to share that at the beginning of every meeting because one of the things, I think we might have done this in Denver. So some of us had, had been to several meetings together, and we talk about, you know, it's okay to repeat the story and to hear it over and over again because it helps us hone our message. But um, I remember that day in Denver, I said, you know, you guys have heard my story. but I'm going to tell it a little different now because I have some business meetings coming up and I want to tweak it in the way that I'd like to share that story for some potential business and so I was actually able to so the story didn't change obviously I went vegan for or vegetarian for a goat that is a fact but the details and the nuances uh, on how I describe it can change and I wouldn't have thought of that until I started attending the vegan lady boss meetings.
1: I love that. And you're so strategic and smart. And I want to definitely get people thinking about that, about sharing the story in different ways for different audiences, because sharing the story isn't necessarily always about us. It's about the people we're speaking with and, mm-hmm. and understanding what might resonate with them more. Um, so I just, you know, I'm a, I'm a strategy gal. So I just absolutely love that. And yeah, I hope you're you meeting are. so well.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's something I think is important for us to talk about. So you okay. are co-president of a candy company, and the candy mm-hmm. is vegan. I am yes. known for having my vegan business for you know cooking classes and, and writing uh, recipes. Mm-hmm. So someone could easily Try to connect some dots right now and say, to be a vegan lady boss means to be a boss of something that's vegan. So we need to correct that assumption, right? Right. Do you want want to describe what vegan lady boss means?
1: yeah I would be happy to so vegan, I think we know what that means yeah um, but lady boss is referring to a state of mind, not about being the boss of other people it's about being the boss of our lives, which I think every woman is and they can, and every woman can be so uh, hopefully people will come to understand that when they come to the meetings, if not beforehand that you don't need to be the boss you don't need to be a CEO or president or founder, you can be just starting your career. You can be a student, but it's about a state of mind that you want to be the boss of your life and self-actualize. I absolutely love that. Some of our member, I know that
0: this member will not. I don't think she's going to mind that at all that I mention this. I won't say her name, but I'll just say um, something that is really cool that has come out of this. Though there's a a woman who joined in and she started doing some vegan blogging, so she's she's interested in that. But she actually owns a business, and um, the business is uniforms. But here's what's really cool. So first off, a bunch of us, many of us, may need uniforms. We have um, we have we have vegan lady bosses who own restaurants in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. I wear chef coats, right? But um, so what's cool about it, though, is so as a vegan, she has made a point that their uniforms have absolutely no animal products. So it's such a great example. Like you right. wouldn't say, oh, Prodigy Uniforms is a vegan uniforms company. It's a uniforms company. And it's led by a vegan lady boss. And that vegan lady bosses chose to not use animal fibers. But it's so interesting the things that you can... You know, this is just kind of my way to illustrate that that is one way where her veganism is playing out in a what would not necessarily be considered a vegan business.
1: Hmm. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that especially when I first went vegan, I think many of us experienced this, we want – to get very involved and we want every aspect of our lives to be focused on saving animals lives. And for a while I thought, well, yeah, the candy is vegan, but is it enough? Is it enough that the candy is vegan? What else can I do? You know, and there are plenty of people who go vegan and they're working in industries, maybe in omnivore restaurants or otherwise that are using animal products. And I think, I think for some people maybe leaving is the right answer, but for most of us staying in there and being the vegan voice is incredibly powerful. Um, and also recognizing that, you know, just being able to make, uh, to make a living in in a field that doesn't harm animals is a win in and of itself, mm-hmm. just like you're saying.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you are listening and you are interested in either attending a Vegan Lady Boss meeting or starting one, uh, a chapter in your own community, go to veganladyboss.com and you're going to see the mission, the ethos, the ethic, Everything about what it's about, and you can see where meetings are currently being held and how you can be an organizer. So, I'll have that in the show notes, but I want to quickly, before we wrap up, Liz, I'd love to hear what's going on with Belen and Bjorn Capital, the venture capital fund that you and Nick have started. What's new? What's exciting?
1: Oh my gosh, so many things are new and exciting, but first I really want to give a shout out to the Forbes article about Vegan Lady Boss oh, because yeah. it has an amazing quote by no, none other than yourself, J.L. Fields, <laughs> that I absolutely love and I so appreciate um, you participating in that and uh, I think it's so fantastic. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm, I'm actually going to quote you to yourself. Is that going to be awkward for you?
0: Go for it. I'm used to feeling awkward. Okay.
1: <laughs> As J.L. Fields once said on Forbes.com, <laughs> in a world of competition, there's something special about a cohort of women who all have a shared mission, change the world for animals, the planet, and people through compassion, and are determined to support one another's individual success. I so appreciated you saying that, and I thought that you just said that so beautifully, JL. So thank you for sharing that. And If you want to see more from JL about veganladybossforbes.com, it's all there. But <laughs> Belen and Bjorn Capital. Um, yeah, we have now invested in uh, 10 companies. Wow. I actually can't share about the 10th right now. Um, but, excuse me, 11 companies. I can't share about the 11th right now. There are 10 up on our website, com. But essentially, we are looking for individuals who are creating products that are taking animals out of the supply chain. We believe that right now that's really antiquated. Animal products are, are a thing of the past or soon to be a thing of the past. So we want to invest in the future of food. Um, so I think since our last conversation, we've made several Maybe many investments. We invested in Alpha Foods, makers of fantastic burritos. I don't know if you've tried them yet. Oh yes, I have. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh-huh. Okay, good. So plant-based burritos—they're super yummy. Um, good Catch Foods—they make plant-based aquatic animal products. Soon to be on the market. I'll keep you posted on that. I'm um, just scrolling down here. Oh yes, ocean hugger foods, makers of a HEMI tuna. It's a tomato based tuna. It's uncanny, looks like the real thing. It's delicious. it's, delicious. And it's currently <laughs> Yeah, it's currently in a lot of Whole Foods throughout the country, so you can get more information about that from Ocean Hugger Foods and Wild Earth, makers of plant based Pet or and, I shouldn't say pet actually um, animal foods and treats and that's not yet on the market but what they're doing is pretty incredible and their CEO and co-founder Ryan Bethencourt used to head up Indie Bio um, which launched some incredible companies such as Memphis Meats and others so yeah we are constantly talking to entrepreneurs and looking for the next best thing. So if anyone's creating something out there and looking for a funder, please get in touch with us through BelenBjornCapital.com.
0: Oh, that's amazing, Liz. And I'll have um, the, the website in the show notes, folks, so don't worry about trying to spell that. Liz, that's amazing. amazing These yes. companies are just like coming – all over the place. Uh, They are popping up. They are just doing amazing things. And I'm so happy that you and your husband, Nick Guerin, are are helping them along the way. And I am so grateful to you for helping women advance in their careers and to become even stronger advocates for animals. Thank you for creating Vegan Lady Boss. And thank you for coming back to Easy Vegan.
1: Thank you, JL. I adore you. This was a pleasure. I always love talking with you.
0: I hope you are all furiously typing in veganladyboss.com onto your computer or phone to find a local chapter. Thanks for listening to Easy Vegan. We'll be back next week.